0: you're listening to Front Porch Theology, a podcast of New Heights Church. We laugh, we argue, we carry on. So welcome to our front porch. Have a seat and let's get into it. Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host. And again, we have um, this is one of our special ser- sermon series, summer series, blah, blah. Um, And we have some special guests with us today. Um, so one is a guest who has been on before. And our other guest is brand new to the podcast today. So I'm going to tell you who's here with us and the topic we'll be covering today. And then I'm going to let you, them introduce themselves a bit. So today we're going to be talking about uh, the role of pastors' wives, and I do have here with me today our uh, lead pastors' wife, Miss Amanda Wills, wife. Hi, thank you, Amanda. <laughs> and then I also have uh, Pastor James Swaff Leslie here. Hello. Thank you, ladies, for Happy being be with with me here today. Um, I know this is um, not necessarily difficult conversation, but um, it's uh, a space and place where. Um, as a pastor's wife um, some of the questions are a little bit vulnerable and I know that can be uncomfortable at times so um, as I've told you before anything you don't want to answer just uh, stare at me like everybody else does and (laughs) we'll I'll uh, probably say something inappropriate and it'll just be slid right over so uh, Mandy, you are lead pastor's wife so, tell us a little bit about. Um, I was going to say your relationship. Don't tell us about your relationship. Um, that's another podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about um, your marriage. So, I wanted to. I wanted to kind of get a little bit of background to see what we're what what we're working with. I'm sorry, I'm just all over the place today. Want to kind of see uh, the background of of your marriage. Um, you know, was was will a pastor whenever you guys married. Um, was he a preacher whenever you got together so kind of give a little back a little bit of a background how long you've been married and um oh you don't know it's okay just make up a number at this point oopsie
1: i'll have to do some (coughs) math i really don't know you've been married married? longer
0: than jason and i we got married in 2006 i know the
1: day we got married but Uh, i don't 2006 that's the year i graduated well thanks thanks for making me feel home but okay yeah sorry uh, so we've been married since 2006. I can do my math later. If you ask Will, um, he will tell you the exact number because he always, he doesn't forget anniversaries oh. or dates and things like that. That's cute. I don't know anything. That's good. Um, I think Will's told, like, our story a thousand times from the pulpit and yeah. shares the fact that. He told me he loved me in the Burger King drive through and I laughed at him. He doesn't tell anybody that when he decided to ask me to be his girlfriend that he, like, had Matt Mead do it, kind of. like he. Stop. We were at a school dance, and he, like, comes up, and he's like, hey, Matt says I should ask you to be my girlfriend. <laughs> so if anybody's wondering why I didn't say I love you back, that's it. Like, he was just not very smooth. Um, (laughs) But he was not a pastor when we got married. Um, We were 19 when we got married, so that might have been a little strange. Um, I think anybody who knows Will and has known him for a long time, even, like, as a high schooler, because we started—I mean, we met when we were four and started dating when we were um, 16—was not surprised that he became a pastor. So it wasn't like— a huge change in our life when that happened. It wasn't like, oh, we got the call to preach and, and everything kind of changed. Um, but except for, for his dad. Um, when we got married, we, I, I thought he was going to be an accountant and take over his dad's business and that sort of thing, um, but was not shocked when that didn't happen
0: gotcha all right leslie um so give us a little bit of background of yours and um i don't like to call him Jabe's. i don't either thank you <laughs> um i think it's weird especially i think probably because i've been with um will and jeremy and then mm-hmm. we've just like played off of his name Jabe. so yes. tell us a little bit about jeremy um ball and um how long you guys have been married and was he a, a was he an elder or pastor whenever you guys got together?
2: Yeah, so uh, we started dating when we were in 2000, well, 2007, so we were 14, 15. And then we got married in 2014. Um, I did, he was not a pastor um, because he was 19 as well. And um, he didn't even have that call, really. I mean, I, we going into it, I never thought that he would be a pastor. Um, now, I will preface this to say, I am thrilled, and I was thrilled that he got that call, but I'll, I'll go back a little bit further. But um, So we dated, we went to a Christian school, Christian college, and then when we got married, um, his goal was to just take over his family business. Um, his dad passed away in 2013, so it was a year before we got married. So he thought, well, you know, I'm going to fill in that spot where he was the owner of the business and so that's where we thought we were going to be i mean he was going to work there for however long needed to be so um so then we were looking for churches as soon as we got married couldn't find anything then we found new heights at 2015 and we i mean we loved it like immediately and i think within the first three months of jeremy being there will asked him to go on a conference with him and it was like really random to me because i I didn't really know will that well i knew jeremy (laughs) very well because he invited us to church actually but he was not i don't think he was an elder at that time or even elder candidate so it was like why are you going to a conference with this the pastor, like, yes, we just and he started looks here. like that. He's so weird. Like three Why are in? you going to in the room with that man? You don't know him. <laughs> but Jeremy's an extrovert, so he was like, Yeah, okay. And he came back from that, like, totally changed. And he came back and he was like, I feel like I have a call to be a part of this and be a part of the leadership of New Heights. And I was like, What? Like, shocked. But um, in college, he really grew a lot in the Lord. And I could see like the beginnings of a fire there. Like he was definitely growing in his theology. And when his dad passed away shortly after that, he got really close to my dad and my dad like was very instrumental in teaching him theology and getting him like grounded. And he learned a lot about the sovereignty of God. And so it was like, there was was a fire. I was going
0: to bring that into it. So, um, so the ideal of, uh, pastor and pastor's wife was not foreign to you as your dad and your mom have had that role for a long time so yes. you uh, you knew lived saw the life of a pastor and his family so mm-hmm. um it wasn't a foreign like my world turned upside down uh, that that your world turns upside down every three days when you're pastor's wife so yes. okay so you so you definitely had the background had the know for it so yeah but not a positive like, all, yeah, I because mean, with, it's with hard. that, um, I think it's so different whenever, so for our listeners who don't know, and even for our friends at New Hots, um, my husband, Jason, um, was a pastor um, and an assistant pastor um, the first 10 years of our marriage. Um, so so they'll the live in the actual life, and I, I can't imagine as a pastor's kid, um, especially like from... You know when you grew up to even now, how you and Jeremy are raising your kids totally, hopefully, a healthier environment. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that probably is because you wanted better for your kids than what you had growing up. And but yeah. sometimes you don't, the family and pastor, excuse me, don't always have control over that because of some of the negative things that come,
2: yeah, a lot of negative. with pastoring. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, okay, so, um, the next question, so I will say, um, I will say some of these are a little bit different, um, a little bit different questions, just to kind of get to know um, you all and your and um, things that you wish people would know and see, and then um, some boundaries, which is something that um, is very hard, I believe, for every church. So, um, how has developing relationships within the church been for you as a pastor's wife? And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Um, I'm sure you are going to be a lot nicer than I am in it. Um, I I grew up in a Baptist church, um, and while, um, while my pastor's wife was phenomenal, uh, phenomenal, um, I remember, I remember um, we had a ladies' circle. Um, and for a lot of people, it's like a ladies Bible study, like the first Thursday of every month. So we were having a lady circle, and it was two days before my wedding. And so all the women were just really loving on me and being kind. And I remember my pastor's wife. Like she was leading the devotion, and she was like looking straight at me. And I, she was always one of the strongest, strongest women. Um, you never... You never thought anything was wrong, but she busted down in tears,
2: oh, and
0: she said, "I, I don't wish this life on anybody, mm-hmm. um, because there's going to be times when you or your baby are sick, and your husband has to leave you and go somewhere else, and care for other people. And when he can't be there with you, and there are going to be days and times when your marriage is neglected and your children are neglected, and." Um, there's gonna be people who you love who disappoint and hurt you so bad um and that like i can still see that 15 um, 14 years later almost 14 years later i can almost see that and Mm -hmm. i i mean i can feel that like how that impacted me so um i know just from her example too how hard it can be Mm -hmm. um to have relationships so i kind of want i want you to kind of talk to us about today like how has developing relationships been for you in your role as a pastor's wife in the church
1: i want to know did you guys read like blogs or books on how to be a pastor's wife (laughs) when that like happened no i didn't did you so
0: um i was introduced to it Mm -hmm. um, by another pastor's wife and it was called um the (laughs) fishbowl
1: I don't know that one. something like
0: that. Because, you know, the Christian symbol is a
1: fish. It was ridiculous. <laughs>
0: well, and awful. you can have, like, this code code name as your wife. And it was, it was supposed to be, like, a support group. But, man, it was vicious, Ooh. vicious place, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> uh, no, I did not. I, I did not. Um, I didn't grow up reading materials. Um, uh, you know, even though I love my pastor's wife, very much she didn't take me under her wing and necessarily disciple me especially even after J- so jason and i uh he was a pastor when we started dating and, and we're engaged in everything but
1: nobody did that for me um so i read everything you did i read blogs i bought books um, when we went like through assessments with like the conventions and uh, all the networks and things like which is very stressful right like I would get I all of the reading material that would be like this is what a pastor's wife should know mm-hmm. and the thing that like stuck with me that I wish like if I could go back and fix anything was there's there's advice out there that says pastors wives are not supposed to have close friends in the church and and I understand and maybe that's not like the way that they train pastors wives today but oh early on almost every convention we went to every like marriage conference everybody said pastor's wives your closest friend should be a believer that's outside of the church yeah because when you like vent about your husband right you're venting yeah. about their pastor and you and so early on like i had one really good friend who was a believer and at one point she didn't live in the state and so like i could call her i could text her but if i needed like practical friendship it it wasn't there and i couldn't lean on people in our church because i wasn't supposed to do that yeah and like i'm a rule follower and so if a book told me like don't do that i I didn't do it Mm -hmm. and so i was miserable like i hated will's job for years and years because i didn't trust anybody to be friends with him because the books told me don't do that and The books probably didn't actually say that as harshly and as, like, black and white as I made it, but I just didn't. And I don't think it was until Michael and Aubrey kind of came around. Like, Michael and Aubrey are in Medina now. They're at our church for a while, and and we sent them out. They planted a church. But they, because they were working so closely with Will, because Michael was kind of doing what Jabes did early on, like, going, you know, through the process to become a pastor and stuff, um, because they were in our lives so much they just saw all of my ugly and they forced themselves
0: on you and they they still
1: loved us anyway and i was able to see like people could see me yell at will like we went man we had a vacation one time and i acted a fool my kids were bad my husband was bad and i hated everybody and they were there with us and they like saw that and they were still like you know what our church is okay and i'm like people can see your sin and Mm. and still love the lord why didn't nobody tell me that before Mm -hmm. yeah and so I think, like, uh, there's not a question that you sent us that said, what's the worst advice you got? But that's probably, that's like, good, the yeah. worst advice that yeah. I got was to not have friends Be in church. Be careful who
0: you trust. Right. Oh, yeah. And which, which is a good tr- a right, good Right. It advice, is. But, but I
1: just clung to that in such a black and white kind of fashion yeah. that mm-hmm. I did not have any true friends. Yeah. And I felt a lot of stress to, like, be perfect, right? Yeah. Like, my kids had to be perfect. Our house had to be perfect. And dear Lord, if you spend 10 seconds with the Bashams, we're not. And so it it was a lot. And and so I would – I was kind of a recluse, um, and I still kind of am. I mean, I'm an introvert compared to Will, for sure. But I did it on purpose because it felt so ugly to just have people around.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Leslie, you have any thoughts?
2: Yeah, so I feared <laughs> – loneliness when Jeremy became ordained and, you know, became an elder. Because my mom experienced extreme loneliness. I mean, yeah, she had a lot of hard churches and um, a lot of backlash and a lot of ugly things that church members would say um, about her family. And she's protective of her family and about her and, you know, her husband. Yeah, So it was hard to watch her be lonely and She did a good job of protecting us from, like, knowing all of it, but I just thought that's how it was. Yeah. I mean, if you're a pastor's wife, you're going to be lonely. That's just kind of what I uh, put two and two together. And she, like, kind of what you said, she told me that she told me and my sister, don't be a pastor's wife. Yeah. And I don't want this life for you. Because, I mean, she's gone through a lot, and she handles it with grace and still loves people and you know it's amazing so I didn't necessarily want to and I didn't want to be lonely um but I was happily surprised that I mean I don't have the same struggles that you and Julie have um where Jeremy's just a lay elder but I think it you know it's a little bit there and I haven't had to face it really badly but I think it all comes down to it's a healthy church Yeah, and I think my mom is just now experiencing what a healthy church is and she's not experiencing as much loneliness and I think that's why I kind of associated the two is where there's been so much toxicity in the past churches that we've had and I thought that's how it's going to be but like New Heights is a healthy church and do we mess up? Obviously like we're all sinners but um, when you have a healthy church you're able to be friends with people and I think I think a little bit about what you talked about in the book is like you could take some of that. Like we have to be more cautious right? and we have to like be sure we can trust a person before we open up to them. And I still think, you know, that's hard that you can't fully be open with everybody. but
1: But that's good advice for like every marriage too. Like that is the other thing. Like Will and I didn't have any sort of like marriage counseling before we got married. Um, And I think because we didn't and because we were young that I was just like I'm a reader and a learner and like if I read it and it's like truthful like I want to like just kind of make it part of who I am and I think I was just so nervous about like venting to people, right? Cuz mm-hmm. cuz you're not supposed to. Like don't get on Facebook and complain about your husband. Don't every time your husband leaves the toilet seat up, don't go complain about it. Those are that's good advice. But also, you need somebody to be like, "Okay, I need 10 minutes to just vent." And then I need you to be like, "Suck it up Amanda, and move on." Cuz that's no. what a good friend does, right? Mm-hmm. Or a good friend says, "Man, that really sucks. How can I pray for you about that? What can I do practically to help you?" Yeah. Um, and you were talking about like Healthy Church stuff when we started fostering like I fell apart a whole lot because our lives just flipped upside down. And we had people in the church who just showed up. Like, I remember crying over socks because somebody brought us socks for a kid. And I was like, I don't have to run to Walmart to get this kid socks in the middle of winter. Mm -hmm. But, like, because people knew we were struggling with things, they showed up in a practical way because that's what you do with friends and that's how you help. And, I, I wonder if all those books and all those conferences I, t- I attended were just all from, like, unhealthy churches, right? right? Like, this is what you do to protect yourself. because It makes you wonder. Because if you're alone, if you're not, like, you don't have to worry about any of that. But I mean, like, I,
0: could, I could think of probably five friends right now who are pastors' wives, obviously not from our church, um, who – like they, they like you said, they have to find an, a friend outside mm-hmm. of the church, and mm-hmm. um, oftentimes I've been that friend for them, just to be somebody to let them vent and say, "All right, get your big girl panties back on." Right. Like, yeah, this could be happening. Yeah, it could, but you know. Um, and but I think I think that's what you said, I think a lot of it, man. There's just been so much hurt and toxicity within the church. Um, so many, many unhealthy expectations of what the yeah. role and what pastors' wives should do and what pastors should do that for that matter. I mean, we've done a podcast before on like you know, unhealthy expectations of what you should think your pastor as for and stuff, but um, I you know, I you know, it's I think about a, a few years ago that there was a death in the church and one of your kids had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he better not go to that funeral. Like, you know, um, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Like we've been able to, um, the, our church has been able been able to have um, healthy boundaries for the most part. Um, and I think that that's, that starts from the top with the leadership. And, um, you know, I think that's that's been a beautiful thing, but, you know, you don't.
1: It's not a common thing. It
0: really Mm -hmm. isn't. I usually see it the other way with unhealthy boundaries.
1: I never attended a church with multiple pastors either. And so, like, Mm -hmm. when you have one pastor, one guy, he's going to have to do it all, right? He does So he has to miss the birthday parties. He has to do all of those things. But now, you know, if Will has a birthday party, he can be like, hey, guys, can you take this one and I'll take the next one? And it's really helpful to have other people to lean on. in life and the church, just, like, that's... Good practice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, what is something that you struggle with in this role as Pastor's WAF?
1: I think I still struggle with like how people see me and my kids like we were at the library today and somebody was asking about a book and the librarians couldn't help and I like joined in and I was like I've read that book or somebody at our church reads that book and we were just talking about it and the person was like yeah I go to your church and I didn't recognize oh. this person and and so we, we start talking though and That's she's like great. we're very new like we've only been there for a yeah. little bit and and we have two services right now you know and I've been in kids and stuff and I'm like I'm really sorry like I yeah. Like, not a big deal, recognize the kids, you know. But I'm like, what happens when I'm like yelling at my kids in mm-hmm. public and someone's like, I go to your church, that's or, right? Like, <laughs> oh, that's who it is. And that, I mean, that happens a lot because our families easily notice when you have five kids trailing right. behind you. Yeah. People will come up to me and I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea who you are. And I just yelled at my kids, and um, I struggle with that a lot, just keeping a game face on which I'm learning more and more I don't have to Um, we tell parents all the time like I love that your kid's throwing a fit because it's not mine you know like it's encouraging to see other people having normal lives and so I hope that when my kids are falling apart people can be like oh the pastor's family falls apart too and there's not that pressure there um mm-hmm. i still feel it yeah it's still it's you think hard. so do
0: you think that's because you kind of grew up in in a area and surrounding where like everybody's eyes were on the pastor's
1: family um maybe and also just like i came from a very strict household and like we're raising our kids differently than i was raised like yeah. we our kids do a lot that i probably didn't do as a kid because i think this is in the long run going to be better for them um and so kids act like fools more than I did but they're not afraid of me you know so sometimes I wish they were yeah
0: (laughs) so Leslie what is something that you struggle with in this role
2: Um, I think in the beginning like when Jeremy was an intern or elder candidate um, I struggle a lot with time Um, quality time is my love language and um, in the beginning when you're an intern and elder candidate, you're there <laughs> for no setup, teardown. tear down. You're there for every event. You're there early for the event and after the event and little things like, you know, he was there a lot. And that was when he had a more flexible job with his mom. And so he was spending a lot of time and going from not really being super involved in the church to like that much was really, really hard. And I struggled with bitterness and, I just didn't know how to navigate it and I was I, I had a, I was a new mom to a newborn and he was he had a acid reflux and he wouldn't sleep and I God was bless. like reaching the end of my rope and uh he was gone a lot and so I was just like I think I was just struggling altogether so that was really hard I don't uh, there's not something specific now that is like a struggle with him I think it's interesting that it's it's kind of come for s- full circle. Like now I struggle with time and balancing time where I'm like, you know, in my job, it's like, I have to now think about how to balance time where Jeremy, he did actually balance time really well. It was just hard for me in that mindset that I was just really struggling. But now it's like, I need to balance time with my kids and not the church too. So it's like, mom and dad are both in ministry. It's, it's uh, hard to balance. and.
0: I love that you brought that up because that's my next question. It um, is, isn't it, huh? so we're gonna kind of stay with you. So um, the question was, how do you manage healthy boundaries with your family as your household leads, uh, as your husband leads the church, but you specifically, you are uh, on the admin team in our church, and honestly, I will say, um, if we didn't have you and Andrea, I think uh, it would be a dirty hot mess <laughs> all the time. It would smell like urine everywhere. Um, so I, I mean, we. Uh, you know, we joke a lot, but, I mean, I really think that I, I don't know what we would do. And this is in every church, not just ours. There's always somebody on the admin team who is uh, planning and doing. And um, so your your role is probably sometimes bigger than Jeremy's right. um, for our church. So so what is something that you all have had to do um you mentioned time management. Is that something that you guys have been able to kind of have... What have you all had to do to get to a place where you can have healthy boundaries?
2: I think in the beginning, communication was key, where I was... I, I am very much an open book, and if, I, if something bothers me, I'm probably going to tell you. Um, so I communicated to him early on that I needed that balance. And still, like, we have to communicate with each other. Like, are we balancing this well? Are they we don't want the kids to be bitter towards the church right, i mean yeah. that mom and dad spend too much time with the church um so i think communication trying to not over commit ourselves having healthy boundaries kind of includes just kind of thinking through things um turning off phones sometimes um trying to be mindful of the kids in everything we do and i think jeremy does this better than i do but um i just kind of have to keep that in mind at all times just being a parent and yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. So um, I, I will say
0: one of the things that I absolutely have loved about New Heights is um, while there probably are some people um, and so at, during some times where uh, unhealthy expectations are placed on the pastor's wife, um, one of the things that I absolutely loved, and you talked about this um, as, as Jeremy was an intern, was um, one of the first things that I went to um, once we started coming to New Heights was a women's retreat and um actually rode with one of the other elders wives to the to the retreat and uh, she and i had had started a you know friendship and um i was like oh my gosh amanda's not here like amanda doesn't go to anything i was anything. like i was like oh my gosh amanda's not here and i was like hey guys where's amanda at? and they're like eh, she don't like to come to stuff like this and i was like I, like my mind exploded mm-hmm. i was like good for her yeah <laughs> good for her you know um I
1: love that. I love mm. that you. Well, that came after a time of me losing my dying you, mind. After yeah. you showing
0: yourself I, a few times. Yeah. Um, so, Amanda, I, in you know, I, I love that. Um, you know, I I hope that um, that you know that I obviously hope it continues. But it seems like it with throughout all the admin team, with our pastors and and um, our people on staff, like. One thing that I see that you don't see in other churches is accountability. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll, I'll throw Baker under the bus for a second. Um, when Baker needs to take a day off, Jeremy Berry will say, hey, you need to take some time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you've, not, you've not taken enough time. I tell Baker that, too, just because I like the boss Baker. But, um, I mean, you know, it, it seems like a really healthy uh, healthy environment I'm sure there's ways and different places we could always improve but that's one of the things that I love so I mean is there what's something that you guys have had to do besides showing yourself
1: um, (laughs) Uh, we have (laughs) Leslie Leslie around so uh, on my calendar like on my phone there are things that she puts on there because it's for the church and I just have my calendar linked to that as well Um, and so then I know when things are coming up I like time together that's Mm -hmm. kind of me and so, like, first five years of marriage, I hated the church. I hated yeah. everybody. I hated all the things. Um, we were starting a church, and so it was just the two of us. I did nursery every Sunday. I did all the things, and it wasn't an expectation of Will. Like he, he would say, like, you don't have to go. You don't, but. But I'm going right because like he had to go. Um, I can remember crying on my living room floor because I had a sick kid and I was sick. And Will's like, it's church, um, and we were at a church where he wasn't even the pastor; he was just in like a youth pastor role. And I'm like, buddy, like you are gonna get it. But we we keep calendar, um, and we put on our calendar like like I will type Will is off um, on the calendar. For him to see like and that's kind of like our code word like you've been very busy okay you can do your work but i get this day right Mm -hmm. um we do like early bedtime with our kids like they're in bed so that we have time to hang out if you ask our kids what does your dad always say to your mom it's talk to you at 10 um like because sometimes we feel like we don't see each other talk until 10 but but when it's done like when the day is over we we give each other time at the end of the day Mm -hmm. um keeping a good calendar and me scheduling time where I just say it's it's time for me now um and he he hears that and takes yeah. that fine that's good so
0: um I am I'm gonna ask one last question and then um I'm sure neither of you will have additional thoughts um, <laughs> or comments because um you didn't want to do this in the first place um
1: no I I don't know how you got the introverts on here I don't know. the two introverts. okay okay sure I'm a hard person to say no here to here we are that's yeah. true
0: um, so what? So, as um, you know, as a pastor's wife, you know we've talked about um, unhealthy expectations and um, how how people do have their eyes on you, um, whether in a healthy way or unhealthy way. Um, what is something that you wish people knew about your husband that they don't that they don't get to see because he does have this role of pastor and he doesn't get to truly. Doesn't I mean I think Jeremy I think all of our pastors would say oh yeah me whether I'm in the pulpit or anywhere else and for the most part they are um, but there's also sides of them Will and Jeremy at home with Leslie and Amanda and the kids um, what's something that you wish that people knew about your husbands I love that the
1: pastors all have like their very distinct roles you know like we we know who's gonna make the jokes while they're preaching and that sort of thing but. <laughs> Um, I think Will kind of gets a reputation, and from me, too, as being, like, the no-nonsense kind of guy, right? Like, he's arrogant, and he's always right when he says it's the way that it is. And, and like, he, he likes that attention, and he likes that kind of role. Um, but I, I've seen, like, the sweetest moments, like, come from parenting. Um, we've had a lot of um, kids in our home and just a— changes you know like we have teenagers now and still little kids and so i don't think the world sees like his silly sweet um emotional side he cries a lot at our house for his people at church like when he finds out that things are going on um he takes time to like go be by himself and process that He gets stressed out really easily, which I don't think he would tell anybody, but um, he's a sleep stressor and there will be times that I I say, like, Are you sick? Are you tired or is this stress? And he's like, It's stress and he he does get overwhelmed with stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and and it's because he he cares so deeply. And so I tell him he's a jerk a lot and he's not actually a jerk. I mean but like he really likes that personality that he's kind of that reputation that that he's kind of put out there. Um but but he's he's not really like that like he he does love people really well and it's a good thing because i I don't always do that so well so somebody has to like (laughs) make up for that in our home um so when he goes away like this past weekend we were out of service and when we got back in service he had a whole lot of text messages and stuff and he was trying to take care of it like he stayed up late last night trying to like take care of all of that because he, he feels bad when he misses out on things and He loves people well. He's mean, but he loves people well. He does. Mm
0: -hmm. Leslie, what do you want people to know about Jeremy Ball?
2: Um, I think where his job, he he works a lot of weekends. He works a lot of evenings. Those are usually the times that he works. And a lot of our events are in the weekends or in the evenings. So he can't be a part of it as much, and he can't be as present as, like, Will and Jeremy might be able to. But – i i hope that people know that he really really does love the church and he wishes more than anything he just said the other day like man i just wish i could just do this like full time like i could just and not worry about anything like i just minister to the people you know in our church and he was able to do that a little bit more when he had his family job in the beginning, that's why he could do so much as an intern. But, like, he loves it. I mean, he loves the church. And even though he's not able to always be here, he really cares about the people. And I don't think a lot of people see that, because he might be, like, maybe in the back, or he might be, you know, doing something. And he's not always, you know, at the fence. But he, his focus is split three ways. His work, his family, and church. And, he does balance it all really well. I don't know how he does it, because after work, he'll come home and immediately switch to dad mode. And he's on the floor with our kids, or he, as you've seen recently on my social scooter. media, he's, he's on the scooter or bike. <laughs> so, Knocking his kid off the bike to take it. And he's just a goofball. So I think he he just loves the church, and he wishes he could do more than what he does right now. So that's, that's the only thing I can think of.
1: I'm just saying. Last week was it when we moved all those chairs, and mm-hmm. and Jeremy Berry and Will Basham were nowhere to be seen. Nowhere, yeah, Gone are. Totally gone. Yeah, um, I may have come home and like called Will and been like, Jeremy Ball needs a raise. I know that's not a thing, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, he, he was out there. Move. I was like, if he was not there, like we we would not have been able to get that done. Um, mm-hmm. But. He's here a lot. I think when people don't see him and it's so true, yeah. they don't know, like they don't. He has a lot behind the scenes on right, Sundays. Right. There's sees. a lot of times
0: that I see him um, just like running around, like even getting the communion cups and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, like he does a lot. he He's been a lot scenes. of behind the scenes stuff, and and he doesn't um, really want yeah like he doesn't want recognition it. for that. Yeah, he would um, hate that. That's one of the beautiful things about being a servant of God, and uh, you know, those are some of the people who have the purest and, and best hearts. So. Well, ladies, I won't take up any more time of, you, time of yours today. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but I want to say to both of you all um, and to our other two pastor's wives who couldn't be here today. i um, sorry I didn't ask you. <laughs> <laughs> we were I, needed to- to- <laughs> I needed to get this nailed down and wiped off my list um, that's been on my list for a while. So um, as a former pastor's wife, um, I love you both. I, I see you both i see the sacrifices you make i see the hard days the good days the days you're cussing at your family all of them and it's mostly your husband's fault um i love you all and appreciate you all i hope i hope 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 that there's never a day that you're at new hots um and i, I hope there never comes a day that um you don't feel loved that you don't feel valued um I hope that you all feel like you are seen as a person and not just a pastor's wife and not just a pastor's wife's kid, you know, wrangler of the kids or whatever I'm trying to say. But man, you guys you guys are so loved and so appreciated. And um, I'm so thankful for both of you. Um, I've been married 14 years and just being able to see you all live the lives you do as a pastor's wife has really given this old cynical burnout pastor's wife um a lot of hope and a lot of um restoration and healing um so i love you both love all of our pastor's wives and um i thank you for putting up with our pastor's crap and for wrangling all the stuff you have to wrangle
2: i know it's a lot and we love you and appreciate you well so. thank you for putting this together because i think it's a much needed discussion that isn't discussed 100%. And I think a lot of pastors' wives could really benefit from the relatability mm-hmm. and just, like, the realness of it. So what what I wanted with this podcast,
0: not only that,
2: Leslie, because I know we have a
0: lot of people outside of our church from other churches who listen. But, man, I want people, I want the people on the back row who see you at the library that you don't know their face. I want them to know what you do. Mm-hmm. I want them to know what you go through. Because they're so graceful and loving and forgiving that you don't know them and that you didn't recognize their face Mm -hmm. because they know you do a lot. Um, And I hope that, you know, should anybody have ever had ill thoughts or feelings towards you because of something silly like that and petty, I hope that um, this podcast will maybe cause them to um, just have their heart change just a little bit and maybe they'll do a little bit better in the future. So Mm -hmm. ladies, I love you. Uh, um whether you all count me a friend or not we you know that's a deep deep will someone
1: that has strict friendship categories
0: well apparently i mean we've had a lot of discussion about where i'm at on Amanda's circle i like to think that i'm second or third ring at least. Um, I'm trying May better. We all but get um, in Amanda's circle. That's the that's, goal. That's been my only <laughs> goal. The like, books told me, on me the not fourth. to have she people just, in my circle. <laughs> 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 the books told me to they put told you on the last that, ring. So. so
1: Everybody's on the last ring. It's okay. Move, I'm, I'm try- trying. I feel like
0: I'm trying to like inch my way up.
1: So, um, <laughs> well, Love well, you guys. Inviting us to do podcasts is probably not the best you way. I won't ask you again for at least a year. I like to space them out.
0: Love you guys. Thank you so much. Share our listeners Thank you for listening.
2: Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, submit them on
0: the
1: New Heights Church app. And we'll catch you next time. Watch for deer.